and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks. Yes, it is I, your host, Howard H. Smith. I am here to bring you all of the best interviews on the internet and on heavy metal podcasts. Feel free to subscribe. Hello, it's nice to be here. Um, I am indeed Howard H. Smith. I, uh, I also sing in UK thrash band Acid Rain. And I also perform stand-up comedy as the character Keith Platt. You can check all that out and feel free to find Talking Bollocks on all social media. Uh, although the bollocks is usually spelt with a Z on the end. There's also a YouTube channel um, where you will be able to find all of the podcasts. Sometimes you'll be able to find video versions. And there will be some videos uh, coming up soon of interviews that I have done that aren't released yet. There is exciting times at Talking Bollocks Towers, folks. There is all sorts to get excited about. Now, uh, in the... uh, description of this podcast in your player there will be a phrase that says support this podcast and if you click on it it goes straight to patreon now patreon is where you can sign up for five dollars a month or six dollars if you want the full bollocks and you get all sorts you get a chance to uh, give me questions to ask exclusively um, of your heroes that I get on the podcast you get uh, a live podcast on zoom once a month you get all sorts of bits and pieces you get this podcast early honestly there's loads of stuff there if you want to sign up click that link and do it and i promise not to mention it again in the podcast well i promise but i might break that promise because as you all know i'm a bit unreliable slash egotistical slash a twat so hello how are you how's it going what you doing where you been well i'll tell you what i've been up to uh not a lot Uh, like the rest of you, but there's been a lot going on in the world of metal in the last couple of weeks since we spoke. So, the major thing that has to be covered has got to be the 35th anniversary of Master of Puppets. I mean, what an album. What an album. Although, you can't please everyone, can you? Did, uh, did a, a birthday tribute on the Acid Rain um, uh, social media. And there was there, there, there was a comment on there. Uh, can't believe how overrated this album is. Which, hey, if you don't like it, that's absolutely... You know, no, no, we don't all like the same thing. Obviously, if you don't like it, fair enough. But overrated? Really? Really? It, I mean, we're celebrating its 35th anniversary. That's it, it. Some people clearly do rate it. But anyway, let's not dwell on the negative. Let's dwell on the positive. How awesome is that album? To me, um, it is it's a it is a perfect it is it's a perfect album and it is still a thrash album. Um, and and I love the production. You know, again, um, not everyone's favorite can be a bit muddy, but it's the songs. It's the quality. And it's also, let's be honest, the last album with Cliff. And it was going to be the last album with any bass on, um, uh, uh, yeah, obviously, until Load. 
uh, sorry, the Black Album. Dear me, what am I going on about? Head's broken. What can I say? But anyway, happy birthday to Master of Puppets. Go on, let's do it, shall we? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Master of Puppets. Happy birthday to you and many more. Well, there'll obviously be be many more because it is. It's you know it exists. It's it's not going to disappear. So that out of the way, that metal milestone noted. Where do we go next? Well, where we go next is uh, I was I, I thought this was a rather refreshing comment from um, from uh, Blaze Bailey, who um, who was talking about his exclusion from um, Iron Maiden in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and his response was, "Well, it's not the decision of the band." It's nothing to do with Iron Maiden, and it's nothing to do with Iron Maiden's management. So it's all the people who run the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The most important thing to me is my friendship with the guys in Iron Maiden and still being friends after so many years. And I just thought, yeah, do you know what? That is absolutely lovely. You know, instead of people bitching and moaning that they should have been invited, invited or, oh, I should have played, and, you know, well, why didn't they? Yeah, absolutely, that... that absolutely sums it up i think that's perfect and and a mark of the man who is clearly um a very you know sensitive s- sensible individual and the exact opposite of that the exact opposite of that would be ex acdc drummer simon wright who said my phone didn't ring at all when they needed a drummer for the rock or bust tour well Firstly, Simon, if your phone didn't ring at all, um, maybe it's broken. You know, if you didn't, if you didn't have any phone calls, maybe your phone doesn't work. Obviously, I'm being facetious, but dude, you left the band in 1989. What? I mean, why? Why would? Why would they ring you? I mean, who's? I mean, just if you're listening to this and you were alive in 1989, right? As I'm thinking, probably a lot of you were. Well, you know, if you if you suddenly, let's say, split up with your wife or husband, would you suddenly go, hey, do you know what? That guy or girl I was with in 1989? <laughs> yeah, they're the person that I want to be with now. They're the person I, I, I'm, I'm going to get them in my life. I mean, really? I'm Simon Wright seems to be the only person who is surprised by this. Although, he, of course... He, he crowbars it in and he uses he uses the classic like yeah a lot of people he starts off by saying a lot of people have asked me about that really simon i mean i'm not calling you a liar but i reckon a lot of people could potentially be none um, but hey you know there you go there you go next story um now this is awesome and he's linked to the podcast as well um there is a light there is a um uh, a full-length documentary on the making of Life of Agony's uh, most recent album, The Sign of Scars, which is the follow-up to River Runs Red. Now, interestingly, at least for me, is that the project um, is, is run by UK director Lee Brooks. So, of course, straight away, I was uh, I was straight on to him, and, um, and he's emailed me back and said, yeah, great, so I'm um, really looking forward to... Um, uh, and that, that could be interesting, actually, because that could end up being a sort of that could be the absolute perfect mix of movie bollocks and talking bollocks. So it could actually be talking movie bollocks. I'm 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 not sure how that's gonna gonna work out. But and I don't normally you know trailer who I've got coming up for you guys. There is the biggest guest I've ever had 
coming very, very soon. Um, but I, I, yeah, anyway, look, Lee's going to come on, talk about it. I, I can't wait. I think that should be absolutely fascinating. And I'm sure um, a, a fair amount of you guys will be absolutely into that. And even if you're not, um, just the just the, the filming and the logistical side and everything that goes on, on behind it, I'm really looking forward to doing that. So uh, more news on that as and when it happens. So um, I, I, I saw this article and I thought, do you know what? They're right. This was a um, this was a comment by um, uh, uh, singer uh, Epica's singer um, Simone uh, Simons, who says uh, who says there is more pressure on female musicians to always look good and be in the best of shape. And um, do you know what? That is absolutely undeniable. That is undeniable. I mean, here's a name from the past. If anybody ever saw Dumpy's Rusty Nuts, yeah, I don't think any of them were ever ever in anything. Uh, other than completely wrecked shape, and if you think about it as well, some of the some of the um, older bands, and hey, I'm fifty. Yeah, I'm not having a go. Um, you know, I, if anything, I'm I'm having a go at you know contemporaries. But you know, with a playing guitar, you know, with a guts hanging out and all the rest of it, and it's oh, that's fine, that's fine. Some big fat sweaty old bloke on stage. Oh yeah, that's 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 just accepted. But if it was if it was a if it was a woman if it was a if it was a female if it was a female band, there's there's a certain amount of judgment there, isn't there? There is a sort of oh they've let themselves go. I mean to be fair, I think the very same thing about about um, any you know some bands when you see them oh, carrying a little bit of extra timber on this tour, aren't they? You know, I guess we all do it, don't we? We all do it. We all. Whether, whether rightly or wrongly, well, wrongly, um, there is a tendency to, to judge books by their covers, to remark on people's appearances. It does happen. You, I mean, you know, I'm five foot five. I ha- I'm 50 years old and I've spent probably 49 of those years um, getting at least some comments about my height every year. Uh, I mean, that's what we do as human beings. But it doesn't make it right. And I thought it was a perfectly sensible comment to make. Um Unfortunately, all it does is really highlight the fact that, you know, metal is no different to the rest of society um, and that, you know, those 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 same attitudes exist within a music scene. Again, that is hardly surprising because, you know, music scenes, football crowds, you you name it, they are just a reflection of society because it's made up of citizens of that society. This is getting very deep, isn't it? I think I'm. I think I'm going to go before I say something really fucking stupid, which is is just likely. I mean, you know, look, regular let regular listeners know what I'm talking about, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's probably best I shut up. Anyway, um, uh, next up, next up was um, a, well, D Schneider. Um, has got another uh, solo album coming out, which I can't wait for because I love the sound of metal. It was awesome, um, but. He's, he's on this. There's a duet with Cannibal Corpse's um, George Corpse Grinder Fisher. Uh, I mean, I've got no idea what this is going to sound like. I mean, it, it, just the just the, the the concept is pretty insane. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, really, Corpse Grinder. This this could be either one of the best or worst things that 
that I hear this year. It re- it really could be. Um, and on and along those lines of talking of things uh, uh, that we've heard this year, here are then some things to flag up. Um, uh, the new uh, new album by The Crown, which um, is is getting some serious serious play. I mean, I've I've only well, I say serious. I've only had a a couple. I've only gone through it a couple of times, but. Um, I, I, you know, there it is. Hey, there you are, isn't it? Hey, listen to that. Um, it, it's just, yeah, I, it's, it's really, really good, basically. Um, and I, from my point of view, to be to be able to follow up, um, Cobra Speed Venom with anything that doesn't sound second rate, um, is a real achievement because it is ultimately i mean that album isn't is an absolute killer um but this one is is definitely definitely got the uh, the capability to be right up there um it is called royal destroyer keep uh, it is out now so you know get stuck in uh, a mention for cryptosis as well um cryptosis their album is coming out very very soon um i think that i think it's the 26th of march i mean you know i think i should know really shouldn't i um uh, yes it is the 26th of march um is it yeah oh wow I, i'm actually recording this on the 12th so it's two weeks today Ta-da! but um yeah bionic swarm check out uh, go to cryptosis dot uh, net i think it is and you will be you will be i will i was i'm getting pretty blown, blown away by it now i'm i've passed that threshold of listener listens where it's really starting to kick home now and um i'm really 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 liking it um and, and i will have cryptosis um at least well i'll have uh, frank the bass player coming up in a future episode so uh yeah Get a listen if you like your thrash. That would be my tip for the week. And also, um, well, there's another album, but I'll, I'll get onto that in a bit. Well, no, I'll mention it while I'm here. Enforced, Kill Grid, um, growing on me and growing on me with each play. I'll be honest, I wasn't sure about it at the time when I first got it. And then a few plays, and it's it's seeping into my addled brain, and it's definitely definitely growing on me. And um, and funnily enough, then I got contacted um, by the label, um, and I ended up having a huge chat with Knox from Enforced, which you are gonna hear in a bit. Um, but before before I go there. I've got to mention, and regular listeners, you'll be aware of this. Um, we've actually got Gene. Yes, that's right, Gene Simmons. Yet again, pronouncing "Rock is dead." This is brilliant. On blabbermouth, right? There's a story. Gene Simmons says "Rock is dead" again. Then there's another news story, and then underneath it, there's Paul Stanley saying "Rock definitely isn't dead." And then, and then you scroll scroll up a little bit more, and there's a story that says Paul Stanley on Gene Simmons. We've never been closer than we are now, and it's just hilarious. It really is. I, I'm, Gene is determined to keep plugging one of the most worn out cliches in the history of rock and metal, which is rock being dead or metal being dead. I mean, I, I, I've mentioned before my age. When I was a teenager, um, is rock dead? That It was a thing then. It's still going. 
it's clearly not dead. It's clearly unkillable because you can't kill a genre of music, Gene. It exists. It cannot be dead. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a wall full of CDs. I've got ACDC black in, back in black. Yeah, that's a, that's a rock album. How do I kill it, Gene? How do I kill that? If rock is dead, that CD is dead. Yeah, how? I mean, it was never alive in the first place. It's, it's a genre of music that is already there. So I'm not quite sure what you're talking about, you badly drawn toy gorilla. Honestly, what is it with that man? Alice Cooper even said it. He said, um, he said, yeah, so, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd probably well, something along the lines of um, I'd rather I'd rather Gene did my taxes than comment on rock music. In other words, he's a businessman more than he is uh, a musician. And I very nearly said magician. <laughs> But And that says it all, really. I mean, I think basically Gene is saying rock is dead because you can't sell fucking 10 million albums anymore, basically. So to him, rock is dead. But for the rest of us, believe it or not, Gene, it is alive and kicking. Alive, it's alive and kicking. So just calm the fuck... Calm down, eh? Why, why would I need... Why would Gene need to calm down when I'm clearly getting so exercised about it all? And yet again, I've got Gene and... Um, Paul on the podcast. Well, not obviously, I haven't got him on, but you know, there I am mentioning them again, giving them the oxygen of publicity. But hey, what the hell? You know, it's Kiss, isn't it? Some people like it, some people don't. Me, not a fan. You know this. I know this. It's just pieces. It's just piss weak radio rock. That is. That's the best description I have heard of Kiss. Piss weak radio rock, and that is how it sounds. It really, really does. And somebody tried to somebody tried to convince me that there is some good Kiss stuff. And they flagged up some songs, played just bollocks, just rubbish. Essentially, just you know, just really poppy, really, really commercial. Uh, I'm going on about Kiss. What am I doing, you fucking idiot, Howard? You fucking idiots! You don't like them. They get it. Stop mentioning them. Stop bringing it up. You fucking dickhead good point good point i will shut the fuck up and let's move on to something a little bit more positive yes let's um and that positivity is uh my chat with nox from enforced um this was really really cool as you will have already seen from the length of this podcast this is a longer one than usual And when it dropped, you might have thought, hmm, I wonder why that's so long. Well, the reason is that sometimes when I'm doing these podcasts, sometimes um, you just click with somebody. Um, And that's what happened here. Now, you know, I've been doing this quite a while now. Um, 2014 when I started out. So in the seventh year, and this has happened, I can count the times this has happened on one hand. And this was one of those times where two singers, yeah, that's right, of course, it's bound to be a singer, isn't it? Um, Two singers just completely and totally just clicked. And we ended up having a, a, a really long conversation that 
we both really enjoyed. I mean, it was it was just yeah, it was thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable, and um, I I loved doing this. I really really did. I mean, I had to also apologise to the to the uh, to the, the press department of the label the following day, um, and you'll find out why at the end. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really enjoyable. I'm not going to go on about it anymore. Instead, here is Knox and I having a big old conversation just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> no worries, man. We're all good. I am recording. And let me give you Excellent. some information. Um, so, Knox, um, nice to meet you. Um, Absolutely. My- my name's Howard. I sing in UK thrash metal band Acid Rain. Um, we've been around. Oh, sick. Yeah, we've been around since fucking, you know, a long time. <laughs> um, right. And um, uh, much like yourselves, you know, old school kind of crossover shit. Um, and um, we, we quit. Uh, I did stand up for 25 years, which I still do when there's not a global pandemic. And, um, uh, and you know, brought the band back in 2015 and stuff. And I've been doing this podcast for about six or seven years. Oh, uh, nice. You're a, you're a veteran on, on all levels. Oh, oh dude. I am. That's a, such a, that's a, such a nice way of saying I'm an old cunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> like, uh, oh, you're, a, you're a real scrappy one. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, that's a <laughs> thrash metal stand up podcast. I, I, I got a good idea for what this guy's like. <laughs> Cool, cool. Um, and so, look, the next half hour, the idea is we just have a chat, man, because you know you're gonna you're going to get plenty of why do you use that producer and what's your favorite song to play live. So let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we can we can just talk, um, dude. I really appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I love. I have no problem talking about you know anything, but it is nice to just have a really cool conversation. Yeah, it's it's nice. Well, look at look at this is half an hour off. Okay. Excellent, because I got another half hour coming. <laughs> <laughs> but having having said that, I mean this must be this must be a, a you know a bit of a buzz, you know, you're doing worldwide press for the release of your new album on Century Media. That's gotta be um it's gonna be a pretty okay. cool experience. At first, it seems so daunting because I think we started doing press around January 10th or something like that. And it's been a, at minimum at least five a week since. Well, I, I mean, sometimes a 10 and, and sometimes we, we, we double book time. So now we like Will and I do all the interviews, but he's got to go do three. I have to go do three different ones that are all at the same time. <laughs> So when we first started, we were doing them together in my room. And uh, then we once, once the gears really started turning, we were like, dude, this is impossible. <laughs> we have full-time jobs. We can't, like, drop everything. Because we were having them at, like, 10 in the morning, noon. I was like, dude, I'm, I, like, I, he, he's a painter, like a house painter. And I do handyman carpentry and plumbing and electrical and stuff. I was like, I can't drop everything I'm doing to to run back to my work van and sit on the phone for three hours. I was like, so three to four, like three to five, like that's it because that's all we can like really handle. Yeah, I, and, and that is that's a that is a that's a treadmill, you know. It, and you you want to kind of enjoy this, not be not be burned out after like, you know, well, see, I, yeah, at first, at first it just seemed like, dude, this will never end. I will never 
get a break when I get home. This is going to be awful. This, oh, oh. But now that I've gotten used to it, I kind of like it because I get to talk to everybody from, you know, a, a stone. I'll talk to someone from Estonia. Then I'll get off the phone and I'll talk to someone in Bolivia. Then I'll get off the phone and talk to someone in Brazil. And then I'll talk to someone for, in Toronto. I'm just like, this is awesome. Like, I'm really being a, kind of a little dickhead about <laughs> about would, all this this is a really cool opportunity and i'm just i'm kind of shitting all over it yeah but you know what sometimes it, like you know things aren't i i can understand put it that way i can understand it i'm just not used to it this is the first time i've ever had to do anything like this so i'm just like i mean i i, I figured i was gonna have to do a few interviews but like i think i'm at like 70 now something close to that wow mm-hmm Wow. Yeah, that's and that that is a lot. And and the thing is, I know myself having, you know, we put an album out in 2019 and I, I know myself that after a while you're like, oh, this question again. Excellent. I mm-hmm. can go on to I can go on to autopilot. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, Will's been so busy with work that he's like, I can't do any. <laughs> so I have to do them all. But we've done so many together that I know what his answers are. <laughs> so. <laughs> He was like, hey, man, can you like, I know I'm supposed to do this one, but can you like do double duty and do two, two quick one, two quick 15 minute ones back to back? I'm like, yeah, I already know what you're going to say. Like, <laughs> I, 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 and it's cool because doing them together and hearing his answers and responses, I kind of feel a lot closer to him now because we don't really talk. No one talks like that to one another, <laughs> yeah. like in an inter- interview kind of back and forth Q&A way. So I don't know what he's thinking about any of the stuff that gets brought up originally, but after a while, I'm like, Oh wow. That's how you thought of that. Or like, that's, that's what you think about all this. I'm like, okay, like that. Wow. That's a lot. I know you quote, I'm better friends with you now. I, I know what you mean. Cause it's you, you, like you say, you don't, you don't have um, these kind of conversations. You don't ask each other these kind of questions. So when you've got a, a different perspective and a third party coming in and asking you stuff, um, you, you, like you say, you can end up like hearing stuff for the first time in an interview. Yeah. And it, luckily they, no one's asked, you know, like a really hard hitting musical <laughs> composition question yet knock on wood uh that because i would be like you're gonna have to call will <laughs> so i don't know um, well, you, you've you've totally you've totally set you up uh, you've totally set yourself up there for me asking you really um oh, i knew i knew it i know it the, yeah. the stand up and you can't not <laughs> yeah ex- exactly you've, yeah, i know i know i know busted. your mind busted. i know your tricks yeah <laughs> But the, but luckily, luckily, I'm also a vocalist, so I don't give a shit about all of that stuff. Um, oh, great! Yeah, ex- yeah <laughs> me neither. Exactly. As long as the riff, as long as the riff's good, I don't care. Like, uh, yeah, you see, what I've done there is I've managed to. I don't care. It sounds good. Let's move on. Yeah. Hey, give me two seconds. Uh, yeah. I'm getting a work phone call, but I'm going to tell them uh, yeah. to, to call me. To call me later. Yeah, no I'm, problem. I'm busy right now. Okay, we're all done. We're good. Continue. Right. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, look, it, it's still it's still a buzz. I mean, it's still a buzz. And like you say, you know, talking to people all over the world, and there is that there is that kind of little warm feeling inside that, like, wow, someone in Estonia is like wants to talk to me about my band. Yeah, you know? it's like, and I'm just I'm just like, how, 
how'd you how'd you hear about it? Yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm. St- but it, it, it it's Century Media, you dummy. Like, <laughs> like, how do they hear about it? It's a huge record label. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and it's just, I'm such an idiot with all this stuff. I'm just so small minded. I'm just like, wow, it's so cool that this guy in Paraguay wants to talk to me. Like, I wonder why. <laughs> You're just like, what do you mean, why? <laughs> oh, it's so, I feel such, like such a moron. <laughs> well, look, I, I, if it's any consolation, um it's over 30 years since i put out my first album and i still feel like that you know I'm okay still so, it's, so it never goes away and it never gets better great no, oh well for me not for me you know if i i, I can <laughs> I, you know i'll still see like oh you know first this was the you know the fear was the first rash album i ever i ever bought and i'm like fucking hell really mm-hmm. you know with 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 that band to you that's insane and just like you know yeah it's weird isn't it <laughs> yeah some some people some people i've talked to have been like um like this is like you're the next slayer like i, I must bow down to you and like stop i mean that's a that's a huge compliment that's a that's a i mean i hope so but i'm not expecting that you know yeah i didn't i didn't write the record being like yeah i'm gonna be the next slayer and this is going to change my life and blah 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 blah. it i just wrote we just made a record yeah um but i'm glad it's people it's affecting people like that that's very humbling um so it keeps me humble keeps me young well well exactly i mean i look i'm i I turned uh i turned 50 last year and congrats oh thank you very much mate you're halfway done man dude i never thought i would make 50 Ever. Oh, dude! I turned thirty last year. I did couldn't. I, I had like exit strategies when I was a teenager. I was like, "You're not making it to thirty. Like you're yes. just not." And now here I am. I'm like, "Well, I can try. I can knock that off my bucket list. Like I made it to thirty. So now it's forty. Well, <laughs> I gotta find. I gotta figure out an exit strategy for forty. Look, Knox. I'm telling you, man. One day you will wake up and you will remember this interview. When the guy talking to you said, when you hit 50, you still think you're like 30, 35. I feel exactly. I, I still, I still feel like I'm 17. And then I go to the bathroom in the morning. I turn the light on. And I'm like, good God. Like, that's why my video's off, to be honest. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, yeah, I'm just like, what happened? Just like life. <laughs> Life, the at the onslaught of time, buddy. Like, I yeah, it's, you you feel it in your back, but not in your heart. I I heard somebody say the other day, and it's so true. It was like, yeah, time ain't kind to no one. No, no, you know. But one thing is though, this the the music, playing the music, being on the road, that without doubt keeps you young. Being on a being that's, on a bus with a bunch endless. of dudes. You know, trying yeah. to just make each other laugh to revo- to to relieve the boredom all the time. That shit never gets old. Oh yeah, we. That's why. That's why touring is like such our our favorite thing to do. Is that it's just so you have like we had a drive one time from Denver, Colorado to Kansas City, Missouri, and you basically just leave Denver, go east, 
in a straight fucking line through endless flat nothing for like nine hours. So what do you do? Bust balls. (laughs) And and listen to stupid shit and make up really bad, stupid jokes. Yeah. And just basically devolve into a complete moron Uh, for fun. And then you get there and you just and you're finally like, I don't want that to end. Now I gotta play? Like, I don't want to play. I want to get back in the van and start keep cracking wise. Um <laughs> and so and so you kind of you, you pull in all your stupid, you know, inside jokes and you like yell them over the mic and it makes it makes the boys laugh and yeah. uh, no one knows what the hell you're talking about. And yeah, nor do I, they care. Nor yeah, do they care because it's not funny to them because they just hadn't spent <laughs> all that time in, in purgatory. Yeah, because you do, you you do, you develop tour speak. You develop a whole dialogue that other people don't understand. No, no, and it's and it's like that with every band, especially being on tour with other bands. They develop their own tour speak. Yeah. So they talk to each other a certain way. We talk to each other ourselves a certain way, and then we interact with each other. And that's a diff. That's that's three tour speaks. So you yeah. have your your in the van speak. And then you have the the general, you know, interaction between one another uh, at the venue or whatever, and and that causes its own shenanigans. So it's it's always it, it's such a joy. It's just endless joy. <laughs> it is, isn't it? And let and let's be honest, you know, even when it's bad, even when it sucks. Like I slept in a van, and I think like outside of. Syracuse, New York, and there's an ice storm, and like I woke up and I couldn't get out because it was frozen, and I had to, <laughs> I had to use the bathroom, but everyone else was in the in like this small crummy motel, and I could I didn't know where anyone was, so I had to like I had to like shit under a tree, and it, it, during it during an ice storm, and and I was like, this is the most miserable I've ever been, and then when I told everybody about it, like seven hours later. It was the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. So it's okay. The dude, worst dude. parts are the best. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, I, honestly, I'm, I'm thinking of you, right? Like I've got this mental image. Thanks for this. Of you shitting under a tree and then, yeah. and, and then like just snapping it off because it's frozen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't, I woke up super, th- I'll, I'll, I'll divulge a little bit more information. It, I woke up super thirsty and the only thing, to drink in the van was like this detox apple cider vinegar mixture drink. So I chugged it because I was like, I'm so thirsty. So I chugged it and it just wrecked my stomach for like four hours. So I went under that tree a a few times and it was just chaos. (laughs) But then I, once, once I finally got control of it and I started walking around the building to try and figure out what the entrance was, I finally walk into the lobby and there's just a perfectly fine bathroom staring like right in front of me. I was like, Oh, I just didn't go around the building far enough. I could have avoided this entire thing. Oh, <laughs> man. Good, oh, ta- like, good times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good times. Good um, times. Have you guys, um, have you, have you made it over to Europe yet? No. Um, I know Will has, a few times he uh he used to play guitar in red death All right. and so he's been on tour with you know i think i think he played a bunch of shows with Persine. he went on tour with chromags and stuff so he he's all he's experienced all of it but i don't think i no none of us 
no one else of us have. Um, I think the last tour we did, that was a full U.S. That was the first time our drummer and one of our guitarists had ever seen the West Coast or like the Southwest or the, the Pacific Northwest. Like it's just a brand new ex- eye-opening experience for, for everybody. Yeah. Um, so that kind of injects you with the tour bug and uh, now you want to see everything. Oh man, you know, traveling, it's just awesome. You know, I mean, the old traveling broadens the mind is just like, it's so true. It's so absolutely. And no more. And it, and it really hits you when you get home. Oh yeah. Oh, getting home is the worst. Yeah. Because like up until recently, I moved to a a very nice place with a friend of mine. Um, So I'm, I'm sitting on the side porch and, it's actually a really nice day for once. Uh, so it's just, I'm having a good day. Um, and it's very pretty and it's a very wonderful house. Um, but I've used to live in just like shithole <laughs> little, little places. <laughs> and so when you finally get home and unpack the van and drive home to your house at, you know, three in the morning, uh, and then you just get there. And you just look at your shitty house and just, you're just like, it's over. It's done. Yes. This sucks. <laughs> I got to go back to work or I got to find a new job now. Like, Oh, like yeah. this is, this is not living. This blows. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, I, I, when you get off the road for me, it's like, um, it, it's, it's almost like there's a little bit of grieving goes on. Do you know what I mean? You grieve. Yeah. Loss the, 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 once we got back from that, that, that full U S tour, I got home at three in the morning and I, I park out back. I used to park out back and I would go through my back fence to get inside. And I just sat in the backyard for like two more hours, just, just sitting there being like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, I can't, I can't remember anything yet. I remember everything, but now I have to somehow like compartmentalize all of it so I can get back to doing what I was doing before I left. And I don't even remember what I was doing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just such a, it's such a clusterfuck of thoughts and emotions and stuff. So like when, once it's finally over, it really does blow. It does. And, uh, and it's kind of weird as well. If you've got, if you've got close, if you've got people close to you around you, um, and you get back and you're like, Oh, and they're really pleased to see you and everything. And, and it, and it, it's kind of, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. And then you can't really sort of, what was it like? And you're like, yeah, it was great. Oh, tell me about it. And it's like, well, you know, the stories that we, that you've just been. What part? Yeah. Like, like what part do you want me to tell you about? Like, yeah. And it's like, Oh, you know, just general. I'm like, I can't, I can't. like, that's, a, that's, that's an impossible question to answer. Yeah. So it's, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so how, how'd it go? And you're just like, um, what? What do you mean how'd it go? <laughs> like, it went, it, even if it went terribly, it went great because it was the best part of my year. Like, yeah, yeah it went great. Yeah. And it, and it's, the thing is, it's, it, it's a life that's completely unrelatable to most, most people. So you can't. No, no. Until you do it yourself, you have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've tried to, I've tried to explain that to, to family and friends and stuff. And it's just kind of lost, you know? Yeah. And it was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, I don't expect you to like, you have no idea what I'm talking about. 
yeah. until like something comes up in conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this one time in Toronto, and they're they're they immediately just turn off. They're just like, oh, another another tour story from a place I've never been and probably will never be, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Then it seems like you're showing off, but you're not. I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm just trying to like explain my life experience. Oh, I, and, I know exactly. Uh, they what don't, you mean. They don't want. They don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean about the about the showing off thing. You're really, you're really not. You're, you're. It's somebody. Somebody said something that's triggered a memory that is one of your favorite memories, and uh-huh. you're, you're bursting to tell it. And people are like, you know, oh, he's showing off. You're so not. But I mean, I think that that kind of makes you find a different cluster of friends who know what you're talking about. Like yeah. um, we've we've we played a bunch of shows with High Command, and then we went on tour with High Command, and we I can talk to those guys about like, oh yeah, there was this one time on tour, the tour that you weren't on, uh, this happened. Like, oh yeah, we've had that happen before. Oh, that, that's yeah, that's ridiculous. It's crazy. You should probably do this next time. That's a good idea. Like, just I, you can just bounce ideas off of each other and yeah. like just tour story it's like it's like it's like being in the military you just trade war stories like i, I can't i can't relate to you know like a world war ii veteran or like some guy who you know shot a kid in vietnam like i have no idea what's going in your head um but he there's people that do and you should probably talk to them uh, without a doubt without a doubt and you know what the, the there's a name for it when you get back off the road it's ptsd post tour uh you know post tour yeah. oh i oh i i had yeah i had a, i i had an acronym for that it was ptsd post tour post tour sad disorder where you're yeah. just like you're just bummed and no one knows who you're talking about you sound crazy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you talk, you talk to a British guy about pooping under a tree. And just, <laughs> uh, you hope you hope that someone knows what the hell you're you're going through. <laughs> and uh, yeah, luckily, luckily that British guy was there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Knox? You definitely sound like um, you sound like a, a guy who's um, who's comfortable talking to the audience between songs. I'm not. Really, I have nothing to say. <laughs> Dude, yeah, <laughs> because honestly, because I will, I will ramble. We, we, our stage performance is super tight, and right. it's super timed, and it's super professional, and it's like, you know, start uh, three songs in, stop, tune, but there's a sample. Knox, don't talk because right. uh, you'll talk for fifteen minutes. <laughs> And so, but we've, 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 they've, they've lapsed that a little bit. So I can yell some stupid shit. Yeah. And the minute that they're, they want me to stop, they'll, you know, turn the volume back up on their guitars. I'm like, all right, I'm, that's, that's the, uh, that's the red light of get off the stage. Yeah. 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 All uh, right. Okay. I, I, I get it. Basically. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you're not. Okay. You, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're done here. You're done here. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we're Let's focus. Yeah, yeah, this is serious. We're going to lay down some serious <laughs> things. Here. Yeah, and especially with all the you know, the material of the album isn't you know isn't happy, so <laughs> uh, you kind of have to stay focused of this of this grim performance, uh, and it is a performance. It's yeah, I think a lot of people miss that. Um, 
when they're watching a live band that it's a performance and there's a, especially with metal there's a whole lot of kayfabe going on like you have to be bought and sold on the fact that this is not real yeah. and but it's fun it's cool it's just like wrestling um that's a good, that, that's a good comparison and, 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 in that regard, it's it. I know that the drama is fake, but the, the physical the physical pain is real. Um, so you kind of have to stay centered and focused in what you're doing. Um, so and I guess in that regard, it is very much a job, but it's the best job in the world. Well, the thing is, I, I, a, I totally agree, and b, I think you're absolutely right. It's like when you when you're on stage. I mean, you know, when we play, we very much have a sense of humor and all the rest of it. But it it it, it might it might look like we don't care and we're just messing about, but that is really not the case. It's like well, you can tell you can tell when someone is messing around because it sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because they're just fooling around. They're just having a good time. And that, that deserves, you know, respect in its own right of just people having a good time. But if you're really trying to, you know, hammer a, a, a flawless, perfect, hard, heavy, aggressive set, you can't be cracking wise in between, <laughs> yeah. uh, in between uh, songs and everything. Uh, no, I, 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 I get it. And there's, without a doubt you know ultimately you have the only way to get anywhere in this business um is to be professional because people don't want to work with anything other than professionals right and i think i think that had a lot to do with you know century hitting us up in the first place because they saw that we're not you know we're not fucking around uh we're not we're we're touring as hard and as persistent as possible and we're working and we're constantly writing and we're constantly doing stuff to, 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 to do more and to be better. And they were just like, that's, that's the band. Like that's the, uh, that's the one we want to work with because they've got the drive and the mentality and the work ethic to do it. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, it, it it's like, <laughs> it's like being at the Grammys. It's just nice to be nominated, you know, just, just, be, <laughs> just to be thought about is, is, are considered as a as a great honor, but that that is exactly you're right. That's exactly what a label wants. They they want the band who are going to say yes to every tour that gets thrown at them, to every interview, to every appearance, to every sponsorship. That we'll the, see. The yes. Tour tour touring is a different story because we've we've and in retrospect, I wish we said no. We said yes to all of them because we haven't toured in a year. Um, but who, who the fuck knew? Um, Slayer. Had a bunch Slayer of, knew. That's why they retired. Yeah, yeah. I think this is all a ploy. Yeah. So when they come, they, 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 they take two years off and then they come back again. Like, yeah. yes. Hello? Epidemic permanent disease? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> they knew. We get, we get it. Um, uh, what was I going to say? But uh, we got a bunch of tours uh, or like offers and and some just to not even get um what's it called just to throw our name into the hat of potential people to tour with we were we were just kind of like looking at the pool and looking at the headliner and stuff and being like i don't think that's going to be a good fit like 
would that work? I don't think that would work. Like we think pretty critically about it. And like, yeah, it's not necessarily like, Oh no, those guys look like nerds <laughs> or anything. It has nothing to do with it. And like, yeah, I don't know any of these people. They could be the coolest people on the planet. Um, so it's just like, I just don't think that's a good musical fit. It's like trying to make a playlist live. Um, so it's just like, man, eh, maybe like, I don't really know. But then other ones, uh, are just like, that's a wild concept that might work. You know, that would be really cool. Cause you would be drawing in people from all over the place, uh, in terms of, you know, fans of certain genres and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that would be sick. (laughs) Yeah, that but that's what you want. You want, you know, you want it, you want a little bit of you want a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you know, different age groups, you know, slightly older bands, slightly younger band, you know, somebody over here, somebody over there. So yeah, I mean, like that's that's like touring with Sacred Rite was such a humbling and awesome experience because I was just like, Yeah, we're on tour with Sacred Fucking Reich, and they're the coolest fucking guys. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, so it's just like and, and so you get, you know, all the old heads coming out. Yeah. And, but you also have really young guys who are, uh, or, or young people that are influenced by those old heads and just love the music in general. So you have a huge spread of ages from like 17 to 60. Yeah. Like, and it's, and they're all there and they're all losing their mind together. And you're just like, it, it's it, that was really cool yeah so, phil phil's an absolute sweetheart isn't he oh absolutely oh my god he 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 turned me on to these um lozenges called uh fisherman's friend <laughs> yeah the old fisherman's friend yeah oh my god it's like eating dog shit but they work yeah he he, he gave me a pack he's like i got a whole box of them you can have as many as you want so he gave me two packs and i uh popped it open in the stent heavy menthol smell popped out i was like oh my god and then i like dumped one out and it literally looked like a piece of rabbit shit yeah and i was like i'm not eating this he's like dude i've got five in my mouth right now like they're it'll it will totally help, totally help out your throat well we've like, got okay, okay. <laughs> it totally does totally does well we we've got this thing out we've got this thing over here which I, you might be able to get in the states so i'm not sure it's called vocal zone and um no i never uh, heard and- that that is that's some cool shit that really is check out um yeah vocal zone um google it have a look i'm sure yeah i'm sure i can buy it online yeah you you might be able to yeah um i I mean i i like you know they i i've got literally if i walked in my kitchen now i got about 10 boxes of the stuff um but they're great they hook me up all the time but that they make tea they make special focus on tea that which i drank all the way in the studio was just like that's all i drank when i was recording the studio. It's just vocals on tea all the time this is my tea we're good here <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for listeners, um, uh, Knox is drinking <laughs> Miller Lite. Uh, Miller High Life. Don't, don't, ooh, don't get it twisted. That is rude. <laughs> oh, look, I do, I do apologize. I'm not, I'm not no, sure you okay. have that over here. Really? That's so strange because even I've been to, I've been, I spent uh, a week and a half in the UK just, just to putz around. Right. And you're, I think, I think the closest, I drink a lot of Carling and I drink a lot of, um, uh, what's it called? Oh God, Carlsberg. Right. Um, delicious. Absolutely insanity. Straight from the tap. It's covered in ice. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. It's heaven. It's heaven. Um, but but even in like when I, I used to live in Taiwan for a little bit and oh. even they had high life, but they only had it in the 32 ounce like oil drum cans. <laughs> And it was really expensive because it was like this crazy import. But I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> give them all to me, dude. How, what Taiwan? How, how how does how does one end up in Taiwan? Um, I have a, a an Asian history degree, a bachelor's in Asian history, right. and my one of my professors um, had one of my Asian history professors, I guess liked me and he was like hey i think you should probably continue your studies because you show a lot of promise and you show a lot of enthusiasm you should he his wife was taiwanese and um he was like i spend six months out of the year when i'm not teaching i'm in taiwan like near you know closer to her family and everything Mm. and um he was like i really think that'd be a really good fit for you um so i think you should start doing I don't know if you're familiar with the Fulbright program, like the no. scholar program. No. Uh, he's like, you're too, you're too old to get a, to become a Fulbright scholar because you're leaving college, but you can become a Fulbright fellow. One of the requirements, one of the ones that you haven't met yet is that you have to live and work. Um, you have to live and work in the area of study um, abroad for a certain, a specific amount of time. Yeah. And uh, he was like, so here's who you should talk to. Um, You should probably get a job. The easiest way for uh, an American to get a job in Taiwan is to teach English uh, to children. So he was just like, just get an ESL job. um, And just you, you just have to live there. You just have to experience Asia as it is so you have like firsthand knowledge you can't you it's stuff that books can't teach you so i was like okay and so i graduated moved to taiwan taught english for a year and then due to uh some family reasons i don't want to get into i moved back and so i've basically been trying to make it work since then (laughs) ostensibly (laughs) and i think Enforce is the best thing that ever happened to me because it wasn't, it hasn't been going well. <laughs> just trying to, just trying to regain a footing uh, of, you know, just basic needs being met and standards and uh, everything, standards of life. And it's just so much more expensive and harder here than it is in Taiwan. So it's just like, I miss it so much. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing the best I can to hopefully get back over there in like a touring capacity. That'd be great. Oh, that that'd be amazing. Uh, and, yeah, that'd and, be a lot of fun. And presumably, it's um, as well coming coming back. And I mean, the last year has been pretty much shit on us all. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not great. It's not ideal. Well, uh, although um, although I was reading today that um, that Texas um, has decided that. It's everything's okay now, so I, oh, I think yeah. I think everyone's heading to Texas to to, to tour. I mean, Florida has acted like nothing ever happened. Um, yeah. I know a lot of friends from here who have moved to Florida because they're like, "Screw this!" Like, there's a place down, technically down the road that I can go, and it's like nothing ever happened. And she's like, "Okay, so you know, uh, 
that's its own quandary. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's just like, uh, someone's going to have to do it (laughs) sooner or later. So if Texas feels it's comfortable to be open, then they're open. Yeah. And everybody, everybody's literally watching going, okay, fingers crossed. Yeah. But there are, you know, half the country praises it, half the other, the other half condemns it. And you're just like, yeah. guys, guys, cool it. Just cool it. Yeah. It's a- got to have, it's going to, ha- it has to happen at some point. Well, cool, <laughs> cool, cool and calm heads uh, need to prevail. Oh God. I've just, I've just remembered um, yesterday. Master of Puppets was 35. Oh yeah! Happy birthday! I know. Honestly, that's cool. That is that is so cool. Makes me feel really fucking old, having given that. I, I I saw them on that tour, and I, I gave I gave Cliff our first demo. Oh, cool! Was it? I was gonna say, since you were there, which this helps out a lot. Do you? Did they play on that tour? Did they play um, "Face the Thing That Should Not Be"? Because that seems that's like their hardest song, and it just seems to be like completely ignored because it's probably super long. And um, that's why it's just. I am. It was like I eight am. Or nine minutes. I am pretty pretty sure that um, to answer your question, I am pretty sure that yes, they did. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been prime. To oh. see. Uh, well, unfortunately, it was the tour where uh, Jim Marshall was uh, was playing guitar for James because James had broken his um, broken his collarbone um, skateboarding. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> so uh, so so yeah, Jim Marshall was um, was doing all of the um, uh, was doing all the, uh, the guitar, and you know James was just like Mister Frontman. Um, that's but, weird because you never see him like that, but that's pretty cool. He 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 sang for some cover during for Freddie Mercury's um, like yeah. memorial gig. Yeah, that was weird to see him as like a front man. I um I watched that live because that was brought that was at Wembley Stadium. It was broadcast. It was broadcast live in the UK all oh, day. Okay, I was going to say you were there. I was like, no way. Oh, oh, I wish. I wish. My favorite. My favorite of those performances. I watched that thing religiously, and um, Seal singing "Who Wants to Live Forever" is the first time I watched it. It brought me to tears. I was like, this is perfection. Yeah, it's so good. Um, that whole, and then everything with Axl Rose is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> just oh, man, such that, a different energy. <laughs> oh, oh, that was, that was just such a, it was an incredible event. And funnily enough, um, uh, I, I did an interview and someone was like, oh, you know, what, what's the, what's the one band that you, that you wish you'd seen you know, live and um, that, you know, that, that you've never been able to see. And so I'd, I'd love to have seen Metallica with Mustaine. And it was yeah. one of those, and it was one of those, um, it was one of those interviews like you, like we started out right at the beginning and some, uh, and, uh, and um, I can't remember who it was in the band. And they said, um, I'd like to have seen Queen. And I was like, oh, fuck, that was the right answer. Yeah, that's the, that's the correct answer. Or Prince. Prince oh. around Purple Rain would have been incredible um who else oh mate i would have loved i would have loved to have been in the audience for judas priest at least in the east album that's one of my favorite live records of all time so i just would have and it's it's flawless so i would have loved to have seen that 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've been to so many shows. I was lucky enough to see just about everybody I've ever wanted to see. But I would love, I, I would love to have seen um, Soundgarden in their, like, in their real heyday, Super Unknown. Oh, with like the whole, with the whole eighty, like, uh, not eighties, what? Uh, the whole, yeah, it's Seattle explosion. Yeah, well, more probably more actually probably more bad Motorfinger, but but I did get to see I did get to see Chris Cornell with his own band, and um, just to just to hear the guy sing live was oh I'm sure incredible, yeah, absolutely that's, incredible, and that's I think to 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 everyone listening that's why you should go to 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 any local show or any underground show because yeah. you have no idea what's going what the future holds. Uh, you, you could be seeing, you know, the rise of something like truly great. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw I saw Scream in 1985, um, and on drum, I'm playing on drums was Dave Grohl. Uh-huh. You know, just the last the last guy I just talked to, he talked about he he couldn't talk enough about Dave Grohl. It was weird, but uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we were talking about because we enforce uh, has always you know played folk more so like hardcore punk shows and stuff even though we're ostensibly very much a metal band but it just goes to show that like a natural progression of things you're going to get bigger and you're going to get better and and he brought up dave Grohl as an example i was like yeah he's just a hardcore punk kid but look look at him now (laughs) well foo fighters are basically the biggest diy punk band ever i mean they own they own all their music they only ever sign distribution deals for a couple of albums Mm -hmm. i mean it's diy except yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a punk aesthetic with a very heavy pop veneer Um, Um, yeah yeah or a rock veneer it's i know i i have never met any of those guys but i'm sure i know how they act (laughs) because i'm a punk hardcore kid just like them so i know how they're gonna act yeah i I saw um i saw dave dave Grohl is in the um uh uh, there's a a, a descendants who are one of my all-time favorite bands he's in their um, really okay he's in their uh documentary filmage and you see him interviewed and it's just like he's just he's just a total uh nerd for for punk you know yeah and and he's a goofball so yeah. and like yeah. I think he's never he's never lost that. Yeah. Uh, I think he feels very comfortable in his skin, which um, I know a lot of um, hardcore people usually are. Yeah, uh, which is cool. Well, yeah, and, and 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 I think that's because there's a very it's very much let's face it, punk is very much about just like you know just walking out there and doing what you do and yeah, just be yourself. Just. You know, whatever expectation those whoever's watching have i'm sorry to let you down but i have my own expectations and they're just mine um if i blow your mind that's sick but if uh if you don't like it kind of don't care <laughs> i'm not i'm not like a uh what's it called an industry plant band it just it doesn't have to go well it could be the worst show ever that's that's okay with me yeah yeah, I, I think ultimately that attitude is is why it works because right. you, you, you you just go out there and go, well, I know what I'm doing, uh, and they're either going to get it or they ain't. 
no. And if it if they don't, and I get run out of town, that's okay. Like it just asks for another uh, you know tree story. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all okay. An- um, another tree we, story. <laughs> we've played. We've played in front of nine hundred people. I think that's our cat. I think that's our max so far. Was, I think it was like nine fifty, almost a thousand, something like that. And we've also played in front of zero people. Like even the promoter didn't show up. He didn't even go to his own show. <laughs> so we played to no one. And the oh. other bands that we played with weren't even paying attention. They were putting all their gear away. So it was just like, if you have both, <laughs> what what expectation do you have for anything? So, you know, so essentially, it was a essentially it was a live rehearsal. Pretty much, that's how we treated it. Yeah, um, but we still went hard as hell in the paint. You know, we weren't just standing there playing instruments. We were still, you know, headbanging and thrashing about. Well, as um, uh, you know, I've, uh, there's uh, one of the uh, one of the guys in my in the band is always like, mm, well, you know, I I don't want to be able to see floor, and it's like, well, yeah, you know that we, we'd all we'd all love every gig we play to be completely fucking rammed, but that's just not the way it works, and it's not about how many people are out there. It's about who's out there because you never know who's in the crowd. There could be a promoter out there who's looking at you for a major tour and you're playing in front of 25 people and he's one of them. It could be the biggest gig of your life and there's 10 people in the you, audience. You have, you have to, if you're playing uh, uh, even to zero people, it's still a performance. You're still on the stage. You're not in the practice room. You know, you still got to act like you're doing it. And if you're doing it, let's say in that specific, very specific situation, um, treat it like tour practice where no one's there, but you're going to go as hard and as best as you can just so the next day, maybe there's 10 people and you didn't get rusty. Like you got to stay sharp and, and stay on your game. So and also, yeah, and also don't don't and never never ever 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 half-ass it well also if it's a small if it's a small crowd and it's like oh you know there's only, there's only 25 people out there and i always think do you know what that's not their fault and they've they may well have never seen um the band before and they have been waiting for you know wherever how however long to see the band mm. and it's not their fault that the place isn't rammed it doesn't matter. No. Uh, the um, a perfect example, we played in Santa Fe, Arizona, uh, New Mexico. Sorry. I'm, oh, God, someone's going to shoot me for that. Um, <laughs> Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I think there's like maybe 30 people in the, like this like kind of oddly laid out falling apart warehouse. And... Uh, that was one of the best shows I ever played. And there was like 30 people there, but the people that came were so grateful and enthusiastic that they were, that they actually got to see us because they, and they said, they said it to to us, like, we never thought you would be here. Why are you in Santa Fe? (laughs) Like, like the stars have aligned and we finally got to see you. So I was like, that's, that's super cool. I mean, e- even if that's one person, yeah, that's a, that's a, such a, an, a life affirming um, feeling. 
So you just kind of want to do that all the time. <laughs> you know? well, the, thing, the thing is as well is that that, that can be the gig that, that, that they remember most of all, you know, they might see you another three or four times. The next time they see, they see you, they may, you know, you might be on a 20 foot high stage uh, uh, oh, at, yeah. at, at a festival. And that, and, and they'll always go back to that first time they saw you and go, nothing will beat that night when there was like 15 people in a bar. Yeah. Or in a, like a broken down warehouse. Like, it, it's just like, I saw, I saw this band and they're playing the same songs. Like, but like that just brings like harkens back to just, just genuinely like heartwarming memories and stuff. So it's just so cool to, to, um, to have that experience, I guess it's it's just very humbling to uh to have an impact on anyone's life at all. Yeah. Uh, let alone all these strangers who showed up to uh in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's awesome. I, I, it always it always amazes me how you know when, you know people people rocking up and um you know talking to you about your band and you know what it means to them and 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 songs uh, you know favorite songs and things like that because ultimately um we, we're just fans you know that's yeah. that, that's how we all started mm-hmm. oh no totally I, t- I completely agree and that's that, that's kind of like you know i i think if you you know if you if you if you let the business get to you and if you become bitter you forget that and right you know that that's really that's the end of it that's that is when it becomes a job yeah there there is a business side to it but at the same time like that's what's really nice to have a um kind of a a a big safety net of a of a far bigger label that yeah. kind of takes care of a, a lot of that stuff. Nine times out of 10, they just need your permission, you know, to, to, you know, pull the trigger on something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm just forever in, in awe and, uh, of, of, of anything. Of, I'll, I'll put it this way. <laughs> um, we played Toronto for the first time, I think in, 2018 for this uh, festival called not dead yet and we played a pretty stacked bill granted unfortunately i don't remember most of it i was pretty hammered (laughs) but because i was just so happy to be there i think it was our first time playing canada um we played in front of a good amount of people the next time we came to toronto we didn't play in front of that many people at all but people were really enthusiastic and moshing and jumping off of shit, but it wasn't that many people. I think maybe 25. The third time we played Toronto, it was the same enthusiasm, but 50 people. And the last time we played Toronto, it was insanely enthusiastic to 150 people. Yeah. So I just like, I'm going to keep playing Toronto because like these people are going apeshit over here. Like and it's growing rapidly in with, within like months, so like that's a good model of like how you can kind of put your stick your neck out there and, and it's working. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, like we, like I, I mentioned um, Denver earlier. Yeah. Um, that show we played in Denver, real 
there were four other shows within a two, two or three block radius happening at the exact same time as ours. So like, well, this is going to be a wash. Cause I mean, like all these huge bands are playing these much bigger clubs. And I, we were playing like a, like a bookstore. So we're just like, Oh boy, this is a rough crowd. That place went crazy. Like, <laughs> and it was packed. Like most of the people couldn't even see us because they were like in the bookshelf aisles and I couldn't even get to where we were playing because they're, yeah, it was just nuts. And people were using those big, you know, like library ladders that are are attached. They were using those as like catapults to like fly themselves off of the, off the bookcases. People were jumping off the top of bookcases and stuff. Chaos, absolute chaos. And it's just like, I am so happy that I now know that these people exist. Like, how would I have known? I mean, <laughs> how, how the how the hell did you end up playing a bookstore? Is what one of you like launched an autobiography or something? What? <laughs> no. Um, what is it? That was with Red Death, and their drummer Connor is in a bunch of other bands he used to be in protester he plays drums in genocide pack he's got some other bands going on uh innumerable forms is another one so he's toured the whole world wide over and he's only like 25 so he is a legend in his own right wow. uh he he booked most of that tour so he's like when we were he was doing routing he's like okay and then we should go to denver why well, I, I know a guy in denver so that's just where we ended up playing <laughs> So man, like Red Death and Enforce playing in a bookstore, <laughs> uh, it's possible. <laughs> and I'd love to do it again. It sounds crazy, but it's true. That's insane. Yeah, I'd like I'd like a I'd like a ticket for Enforced and um a, a couple of couple of copies of Harry Potter. Yeah, a couple of comics. Yeah, <laughs> cool. That's brilliant. It was That's... it was a it was a wild night. Because I wasn't expecting anything like that. <laughs> and it just became one of the most like chaotic moments in that um on that tour. I was just like, Oh my god, where'd all these people come from? I thought you guys were all going to the other shows. Like, what? Who? And then we start playing and just everyone just starts jumping off of bookshelves and shit. And you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, but there was only one light bulb on, so I couldn't see anybody until they got into like the cone of the light and then it would just be like fists and then it would just disappear and they come back and it'd be like someone someone like trying to grab the mic from me or something like that so it's just like dude this is terrifying <laughs> <laughs> this is really this is just like it's very like mosh to survive like situation like i have to fight these people off <laughs> and they're trying really, to fight me too so <laughs> it's just really, really cool Oh, love love every minute of it. It sounds like some kind of like, it just sounds like some sort of bizarre kind of movie scene. Yeah, it's bizarro world. Touring, touring like a small DIY tour, you're going to see the weirdest like bizarro world shit. And you're going to be playing in bizarro land. And even like the days that we had off, we would try, we booked other, um, just one-offs just real quick. So like that drive to Kansas city, that was supposed to be a day off, but we're like, Nope, we're, 
we found a house show that's going on and we're gonna play that and like it was at the top of a hill and the, the streets were covered in ice and we couldn't get up the hill <laughs> so we had to park and lug everything up on ice up the hill it, and it was a whole ordeal but like there was a crowd of maybe like 40 40 to 60 people i don't really know and all in this basement and you and there was a bunch of people this is super weird there was a bunch of people dressed like it like they were on a uh, little house on the prairie are you familiar with that do you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah absolutely like checkered dresses and like the hair is all done up and stuff and i was like what the hell is going on yeah and we started we were i was just like screw it like we're still gonna play those people started beating the shit out of each other like i was just like oh my god little orphan annie is like fighting people like this is crazy sounds like some sort of mormon fight club i know it it it, it was very it was like an amish fight club and they just yeah I, i was just like well i'm really glad we played we barely got paid anything i think we sold like one shirt but like yeah, I, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. I'm I'm surprised you weren't paid in like you know butter and milk and you know or like in like barbecue or something. No, <laughs> no. Oh man! But it's like it's like it's like twenty bucks that you didn't have before. <laughs> yeah. And you've got the experience. You've got the story to share with some guy in London on Zoom someday. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh man, look, Knox. Um, this is this has been this has been super cool, mate. Re- Eye opening. <laughs> I've really enjoyed talking to you, dude. I'm World re- shattering. Oh yeah, I'm ha- hey, I'm happy to talk any time. Man, I, just uh, really cool. I will. Um, I, are you on any social media? Me personally, or the band? Um, well, the band or you Both. personally? Yeah, the band. Um, Instagram and Twitter is Enforced RBA. That's yeah. also our, our, our uh, email account. So if you have any questions or concerns, you can hit us up on any of those. Cool. Um, and then we have a Facebook page. I think it's just enforced. I could be wrong. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's just enforced. Cool. Cool. Well, look, I will, um, uh, I will um, send you, I'll, I'll send you guys all links um, when, when this comes out. Um, but I did, but one thing I did want to ask was. Yeah. Does this feel like your debut album? Does it feel like it? No. Um, it it only does in the sense of the in the groundbreaking like personal life of like you're on this you're on you know Century and they're like a subsidiary of. St- fucking sony like this does this is getting way bigger than you anticipated um so yes is this important absolutely like this is crazy um but that when working with world records for at the walls when i finally like got that physical lp i had never of all the bands i've ever done i've never had an lp so when i got it in the mail and i got you know uh the test press i got the all the color variants and stuff and i like got this big package and i just opened it up and i was like 
look it, it, it like look at what you've done. Like this yeah. this is a physical artifact of like your hard work. And I put the needle on it like really late at night when everyone was in bed and I bawled like a baby because I just couldn't believe that I was just I'm on an LP and I shoved that shit in my parents' face so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, here it is. Like, this is, you you look at this. Like, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is what I'm doing in my life. I know you hate it and you think I'm stupid, but look at this. I, 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 me have an LP like that I made. So shut up. <laughs> that's, that's... And, and yeah, and they, they did, and they they've been in full support ever since. That is that's awesome. I I mean, it just it just took it just took having a physical manifestation yes. of what you're working on to to explain. Like, I I worked with other people to make this with a record label. Like, hello, hello, like. <laughs> Please wake up. Please wake up. Like, it, this is real. It's not fake. This is not a hobby. It's not a pipe dream. Like, here's an LP. I can prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some physical evidence. Yeah. And, you know, that, you know, at the walls catapulted. And now we're here with Kilgrid. And, like, my parents are more, are so much more interested in what I'm doing now. <laughs> and like my mom helped with the album artwork <laughs> actually which was yeah which, which by the way um i'm i, I mean i'm I loving, love it. I'm I loving love both it. i'm loving both the covers you know the first album and I, I like the i like the old school it's got that old school black and white kind of underground hardcore vibe about it yeah um the original one, um, the the whole like mushroom cloud of skulls, yeah. was a mushroom cloud of human faces like screaming. But I showed it to my mom, I'm like, "Hey, here's the album cover." She's like, "That looks like Josh Brolin," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, it looks like a constipated Josh Brolin." I was like, "Well, if my mom's punching holes in this like immediately, then we got to change it because like now I can't unsee it." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I was so so. We gave it back to Joe Patagno, and I was just like, "Hey, just hit all those faces that you did, same expressions, but just hit it with a flamethrower until it's like only like scalded bone." And he said, "Okay, okie dokie," is what he said. <laughs> and then, uh, and then two weeks later, we got the final product, and we was like, "Good God, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome." Uh, so so yeah, uh, having. Uh, your parents like give you that brutal truth. Sometimes a very, uh, very good thing to have. Well, by the sounds of it, by the sounds of it, your mom, your your mom has ended up, uh, ended up putting a pretty sick twist on that, on that cover. Yeah. Yeah. By accident. She just said, Oh wow. That looks like Josh Brolin taking a crap. And just like, okay, well, (laughs) that's not going to go if that's your first thought. (laughs) And we and we we're back to taking a crap again. <laughs> you no, know, it it all revolves. Enforced, enforced is shit. Like it, it's, it's the the they're synonymous. You know, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, without without a doubt. I mean, without without. There's no doubt. 
the thing is as well is that is, is that being on the road is is one of those things given the story you were telling earlier being on the road um i i remember being in a mcdonald's and there was about like six of us in mcdonald's and we were we were kind of like sat around around the toilets and we were kind of like going in one after another and security yeah. security came over and said um, like what are you doing <laughs> yeah yeah so okay guys come on yeah, like you're in and out of the toilets. This is kind of like fucking obvious what's going on here. And we're like, yeah. what, what, what? And he's like, well, you know, clearly you're doing drugs. It's like, no, we're oh, a on the road. Different. I had a completely different approach. I thought it's like, okay, you're obviously sucking and fucking off in here. Like you can't be doing that. <laughs> you can't be doing that in McDonald's. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, no, dude, we're in a band. Like we have to do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're like the only, way it goes. It's like, what you think, you think we come in here for the fucking food? <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I, I'm here because I know the, the toilet is open. Like, exactly. We're all like showing, all showing our laminates saying, look, we're in a band. I'm on tour. Look at the, look at this thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we 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 need to shit somewhere. You think I want to do this? I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's so. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, it's like, dude, you're not going to have this experience again. And he was, and, and yeah, but like going to truck stops and stuff at like five in the morning, and you know, getting beef jerky or something stupid. But you know, the only people in there, and you got, you know, everyone looks haggard, but we're all wearing like all black and our. Uh, drummer and guitarist um alex and zach they're completely studded out chain boots and just like so of course you go to check out and they just say are you in a band you're just like yes it's like well here's your receipt can you sign it you're just like yes (laughs) i'm just in the middle of arkansas making autographs on her seat i just i just want some frog legs or whatever like just just stupid it's just fun you can't you can't make that up no writer can make that up Uh, yeah exactly exactly i mean the 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 the, the stuff that happens well on the road and in the studio as well i mean how are you how are you within the studio because it's it's um you know i I've I've had varying experiences, but um, I I kind of like it now. But I'm always in the mindset of you know what I'm doing now is so I can go on the road. Right, I'm I'm pretty reserved in the studio. I'm real quiet. I'm really nervous because um, I want to just do it right the first time. I don't want to get stuck. Yeah. On on anything because i know that like especially you would know it as a vocalist like there's only a certain amount of t- i only have like a certain window of how many times i can do this before it sounds like absolute shit and then you have to like stop and wait you know a day and then go back after like you know resting and trying to do it again for you know four hours or something ridiculous so it's just like i just don't want to sc- i just want to just bang this out so we're good and comfortable but you know working with someone uh like bob quirk um if 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 bob ain't happy ain't nobody happy um he'll he'll tell you if you sound like shit and he's and it's and he's true like (laughs) it's true he's honest and if you suck he'll just go over the the phone and just be like 
yeah, that sounds like absolute shit. Uh, you're going to do it the whole thing over again. Not one part sounded good. It did, nothing was strong. You sound bad. You're just like, okay, well, there goes any confidence I had. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's fucking harsh. I don't it. know if I you can handle it. that. You need it. You need it. And no, but I mean, I've, I've, I've recorded, I've been, we've all been recording with Bob, uh, through all of our, you know, respective bands. Yeah. Since like 2010, 2011. Right. So like we know and love and appreciate him as a friend and as an, uh, an engineer. Right. So I'm totally okay with him being brutally honest. Yeah. Um, and it, and, as long as it, 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 it he he's not doing it to 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 kick you in the in the nuts, he's doing it because he's like, I know what you're trying to do, and you're not doing it. So just keep trying until you do it, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be satisfied until you do what you want to do, or what you're trying to do, what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting to work with him. Because he'll just be like, he'll just stop you like mid mid yell or like shout or yowl or whatever. And she's <laughs> like, sounds like crap, do it again. And just immediately pluck you back in and you just have to like be ready. And that's kind of like a thing with Bob. It's just like, be ready to start and stop at a dime, like at a, dime, at a, at a second's notice, which is cool. Like it's, 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 it's a very unique way of doing things. It certainly um, is, yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not gonna make you feel good. Like he wants you to, to be the best that you can be. You know, whether that's breaking down your ego completely <laughs> and making you feel like a child. But when he finally is like, Yeah, that one sounded fucking sick. He was like, Oh my god, like I've made you happy. <laughs> oh man, I th- I I think I'm I'm more I'm more of a carrot guy. The, the without a doubt it sounds oh, like no. it sounds like you're getting enough stick for both of us yeah i'm i'm getting i, I i'm much more in like the the this the masochistic like please tell me i suck i know yeah. i suck oh god i know it's not good enough but is this good enough no oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, I know I suck. Oh, <laughs> it's so good that someone else recognizes it. <laughs> was that was that the worst one? Do you think I can do the, worse? Do you, do you think I could do even worse? Yeah. No. Well, that <laughs> sucks. Okay, I'll try now. <laughs> the thing is, as well, is the, the the way the music you know the music that we do and the way it's recorded traditionally is with the last ones. It's like literally, like you know, don't fuck it up. Yeah, Great. I mean, cool. Thanks. So, so much stuff has been like digitized, and that you can basically digitally replicate instruments and vocals and sounds and stuff like that. Like, you don't have to be. I I hate to say it like this, but like, you don't necessarily have to be talented in anything to necessarily replicate it or perform or do it on an album. But how does that translate live? Uh, it's going to be a backing track because you don't have the capabilities of actually doing what you're what you recorded, and that kind of stinks. Because yeah. you could uh, live shows could 
very much. And I've seen a few artists do it where it's just a backing track and it's just them kind of prancing around on stage. And you're just like, okay, well, where's the band? Like, it would be, this would be so much cooler if it was a band, a full live band. That would be awesome to see and hear and watch. Um, no, it's just kind of unfortunate. It seems to get more and more robotic and more soulless, but I don't think you can necessarily do that with punk and hardcore and metal. It's all about the, the feral vicious aggressive live show and the anger and the angst that's explosive i can't be replicated um so it's 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 yeah it's an experience you've got to you've got to capture that you've got to somehow capture that vibe in in a in in a kind of in a in a vocal booth which is like it's just got no atmosphere you know it's dead air and you've got to yeah, I, I was physically looking at a corner of a of a of a shelf and i was like this sucks <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to do with my hands there's no one in front of me this is weird uh I, I, i've always got like a, a music stand with the lyrics on and that's you know, oh, no, 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 no. I, I had it like I've got terrible penmanship and I scribbled it all in a real thick Sharpie on a piece of paper. So now it's even more muddled. <laughs> and so, so I'm just like, dude, I don't even know what I wrote. Like, where am I at? Oh, I got to figure it out. Like, right now, like, right now, you have you no, know, you no longer have any more time. Like, you're just screwed from the get go. So I got to find, I got to find a better, uh, what's it called? I have to find a, a, a better way. To, to, to do this uh, a friend of mine uh david leonard he's in this band copperhead that you might enjoy um kind of more on the uh he might kill me for saying this but it's it's more on the tool-esque side oh. of 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 music it's something i'm not necessarily totally on on board with but i do love his band um it's like if the tool mixed with the melvins right and um <laughs> it's very good but he's working on an album and i help him with a, a few vocal tracks and he he literally just types it up in you know size 40 font and just prints it out on paper and then tapes that paper onto the like sound boards that go around him yeah so it's all there and he just has to just shift his eyes and just read it as he does it. And I was like, that's why didn't I think of that? <laughs> why do I have right. to write it all out? Why am I writing it out in cursive with a I, Sharpie? <laughs> I, I do. I do kind of similar print it all out kind of large on the music stand, two copies, one for me, one for, and one for who is ever recording me. So we're both, reading the lyrics at the same time so they know what words are what so they can pick me up on any kind of diction or that mm-hmm. you know that didn't sound right and you know when you say those two words together quickly it sounds like one word and you know yeah do you enunciate a lot like do you uh, try yeah. to be as clear as possible yeah yeah i i really um i like the diction is a is is a big thing for me but i'm i'm really big on my uh syllables you know so i'm, I'm really like like hammer the hammer the syllables and um 
so yeah addiction and um and and clarity is is yeah is important to me yeah I, i've noticed that a lot with especially with you know more hardcore bands and stuff that like that doesn't really play a factor yeah it could just be like uh, 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 and it sounds like that but then you have you have to read the lyrics i was like dude it, it would be great if you could figure out or hear every single word i'm saying um without reading the lyrics and you can just hear it and know what i'm saying and yeah. i put it through the mom filter she's like i know what you're saying i just don't know why you're saying it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that but that mo- that mom filter is uh is exactly crucial. the same it's because crucial. when i well when i was saying to you there when you were saying like you know what, what you know what you know do you enunciate and i was talking about i'm big on diction when i was saying that to you the voice in my head i could hear my i could hear my mother saying and i could understand every word you were saying <laughs> yeah and she's like that she said the same thing she's like i don't know i still don't understand why you're yelling but i can hear every word that you are yelling yeah, and I was like, "Cool, good enough for me." Like, Absolutely. as long as you can hear me, and she's like, "I can't hear every line, but I can hear most of it." Just, just off a, like a cursory glance, listen. Yeah, um, and I was like, "Good, that's that's great," because if someone was actually paying attention, they could probably pick up on the majority of it. Yeah, and that yeah. would be great. Well, and that's important in the world we live in now, um, you know, uh, you know, lyric sheets and stuff like that in metalist. I mean, you know, we still sell physical product and there's plenty of people out there, but for some people, you know, it's, it's a, it, it'll be a digital copy of the album and, and there won't be, there won't be a lyric sheet and there won't be any effort made to, to go and hunt the lyrics down. So they need to be able to hear what you're saying. Right. That's that. I think that may be of like a subconscious thing that I did because I was like I don't think I mean I would love that you know everyone bought the record a physical copy but I'm not you know I'm not going to shit all over people who bought it digitally why would I oh. I'm happy that I'm happy that you're listening to it um but yeah that that not having that insert that has all the lyrics and you know the liner notes and stuff like if you don't have that record nerd doing that then that whole aspect is completely lost. And I think the the lyrics really complement the music. And I think it really complements the album cover. So it's like, it's a whole package deal. Um, Yeah. You you can't have one without the other. You can't have either without the one. So it's like this trifecta of, of like, of art, I guess. Yeah. To, 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 to put it, you know, yeah, to put myself up there with the Mona Lisa, you know, it's, it's really, uh, <laughs> it's really a thing. I guess. Well, look, hey, it, it, it might not sound like art what we do, but it is art. Music is, you know, is one is one of the arts, and and part of that is very much the, you know, the lyrics. I mean, nobody's, no, you know, no, no one's turning around and saying, yeah, that instrumental, that instrumental track, um, saved my life and stopped me committing suicide but people are saying that about songs that were written about suicide and don't do it yeah uh iggy pop said it best he oh man i think it was was it he was on some like not morton downey i can't remember it was a really long time ago but he he was basically asked like a very skewed question 
and about punk rock. And he was saying, he said that uh, what you hear may sound like trashy noise, but what you're actually listening to is the mind of a genius. Um, (laughs) As someone that just completely tore apart everything, every preconceived notion that you have about music and then reconstructed it in a completely different way. That's pioneering. That's progress. Um, And if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Like, but, and that just kind of, I always think about it all the time. (laughs) Uh, And whether, whether I'm misguided or, or just trying to fuel my own ego or something like that. It's like, if you don't like it, well, I'm actually a genius and uh, I know more than you. So, you know, which is totally untrue and totally stupid. (laughs) Yeah. But ultimately there, there, there are people that will, you know, that that do judge our music from afar as, as, as something that is, uh, that, that lacks depth. It's just a noise, whatever. But the truth of it is, is that um, I, you know, I always say to people that, when you what most people consider to be music is 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 mainstream pop music which is ultimately a, a beat and a melody you move to the beat you hum the melody that's it i wouldn't expect you to be able to get our music because you need to sit down for a start and you need to listen to it and concentrate and you need to listen to every aspect of the drums what's the bass doing what are the t- guitars doing what are the vocals doing what are the lyrics about well, that to most people, that's that's like sitting an exam. Yeah, you know, compared and they don't to want to do it, and they don't have the, they don't have a, the attention span or the the like thought pro- proceeds to 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 really dissect and digest something like that. So, when people, um, I'm not going to get into too nitty gritty because I don't want to point fingers, but <laughs> it's like someone said I had rooster vocals, which I thought was funny. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, what, so I was, I was rooster. Uh, right. Okay. Like, like a, like a chicken. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm glad you have an opinion though. Like, and if you don't like it, like maybe this isn't for you and that's totally okay. I, I respect if, if people want to shit all over it, like, that's fine. I don't ultimately at the end of the day i don't care (laughs) like like it's not for everyone so if you don't like it you know i I don't foresee or i want like anyone to be like they'll like dogpile someone for not liking it like it's okay if you don't like it coming from me (laughs) it's okay like you don't have to there's there are there are a few that do so it's not I, I I guess that sounds kind of like an it could be construed as like gatekeeping or something like that, but it's not. It's just like, dude, if it's not for you, don't be a part of it. That's fine. Um, so like in again, going back to my mother, uh, she 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 doesn't like it. She doesn't like a a, a lick of it. But does she support me? Absolutely, ten billion percent. Yeah. So that's kind of like, just like I don't know what you're doing and I, I hear it and I hate it, but I'm so glad you're doing it because I know that you get something out of it. So keep doing it. And if you're going to do it, like don't half-ass it. 
And if like, mu- that's the best advice. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if your mum's anything like mine, she, uh, she loves the chance to tell her friends when her friends are saying like, Oh, you know, you know, my, you know, my son's just got, you know, promoted to store manager or whatever. And she's like, Oh, my son's going on a world tour. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's when it, that kind of, the judgment kind of stops. <laughs> oh, so uh, what's, what's Noxie boy going up to? What's he up? What, what's he up to? He's uh, like, well, he's on tour. He's a, uh, hold on. Let me look at his itinerary. Oh, I think he's in Texas right now. <laughs> we can call him. And he just <laughs> and, and, and she has. <laughs> She's like, hey, I'm playing I'm playing cards with the ladies. Uh what we're, what are you up to? I was like, I'm in Idaho. I'm shitting under a tree. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Idaho. Uh and She's like, oh, cool. How is it? I've never, we've never been to, oh, she shoves it in so many people's faces. So it's, it's so, it's so funny to see. It's just like, you know, he's living a very unconventional lifestyle that no one really seems to approve. But of course it's my mother. So she's going to hopefully love me unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And just so she like, like, like oh god i don't want to use real names <laughs> it's so hard not to but it's like oh uh you know uh my son my son uh jeffrey he 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 just got promoted uh he's now an it manager so he's he's making he's making you know ten thousand dollars more a year today like uh, isn't that great he's like what's what's knox doing oh uh, he's living in a basement and yeah. uh, uh, he's got—he just bought a dumb car that he didn't need. But uh, he's also, you know, got a a big record coming out. That's like one of the most anticipated albums of the year. So, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, shut up, <laughs> fuck face. <laughs> like, she just rides so hard for what me and. I, I I don't want to uh, exclude him. My brother is also a a very talented musician, so she she just oh. loves to just push all of our success <laughs> into other people's faces. You're just like, oh, he's still living in that basement, huh? It's like, yeah, he's, yeah, but he's got another a number one record. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so shut up. Like he's he's living a far better life than the IT guy. And well, the the thing is, as well, is it, it it's it's something um, from from a parent's point of view, it's something to be incredibly proud of. Is it's what you want for your kids. You want your kids to do something uh, that not everybody can do. You know, yeah, yeah. to do something different, to do something original, um, and and truly find your own path in life, you know, and that, and that, and that isn't just like standing on your own two feet and getting a mortgage and, and you know, that, you know, okay. That, yeah. That's a, that's a path, but truly a, finding your path in life. Well, I think that's just a part of a path, I guess, like yeah. being stable. That's a, 
that's a path on its own. But if you're trying to do something that's unstable, you have to find some type of stability, hopefully, that you can fall back on just in case. Like I, I have a full universal HVAC like uh, air conditioning certification. It cost me 400 bucks. I had to pass the test and I did it. Now that I have that, I will literally never be unemployable. I can always find a job of doing something I absolutely hate, but I know how to do it. Yeah. And if everything, if the whole, if the whole world shits the bed, it's going to get hot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be able to fix that air, that goddamn air conditioner. You know, like, so yeah, I've made myself uh, employable forever. And it, it wasn't hard. Or I mean, it, yeah, it was hard, but, like, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, in retrospect, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it didn't take like a heavy toll on me to try and do this stuff. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, that's my safety net. That, that universal certification is my safety net. But now that I have that safety net, let me go and do whatever the hell I want. And if it all fails, if I, if I do my best and I try hard and it doesn't work, at least I tried. I'll go do HVAC and I'll be happy to do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, and in between yeah. then, you'll, and in, and in between then, you know, you could go on and have gold records or you can end up fixing air conditioning, but you will still have stories that people will sit open mouthed listening to going, you did that. Yeah. I will. I will have lived a life worth living, I guess, yeah. instead of just putzing around. Um, I mean, what's a, what's a, what's a random stupid number it's making $75,000 a year and being comfortable, but not really doing anything. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you, and like, Oh, Oh, you're going on a uh, vacation. Do y'all, y'all call it holiday there? Oh, we holiday? do. We do. Okay. You're going on holiday and where you go. Tropical place. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Big surprise. Like, did you go to Iceland? Did you backpack through Europe? Did you, you know, try and, to try and survive in the like Siberia, like no, we went. He's like, no, we went to Cancun. No, yeah, we went on a cruise, and you're just like, that's so boring, dude. You, like, yeah, you you went you went on an all inclusive floating hotel. Yeah, as if your life wasn't easy enough to get away from the easiest, you just got even easier. And you're just yeah. like, dude, the best part is making your life hard. You've got to make your life hard. Although people, there will be people listening to this going, you see, that's why I'm not in a band. That sounds fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Back to my and, mother. She's like, I don't know how you do it. I, I you couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough money. Gun to my head. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, you're, you're missing out on a lot. <laughs> I tell you, mate, I, I seriously, my mom and your mom, should get together sometime and uh one day and, and sink a few beers definitely yeah well uh well when you guys get over to the uk because you will on the back of this album oh, when you, get o- you know when you get over here um uh and you're hitting london um i'm coming down i'll hit you up i'll remind you that we uh we spent this uh we spent this hour and a half believe it or not uh, oh yeah i've i've missed two interviews already <laughs> and 
you know what? They can just be rescheduled. It's a, this is this has been by far, by far, bar none, the best conversation I've had since January. Oh like, man, oh, that's very. So- I feel I feel so much better. I feel like I just went to therapy. Like I just feel so much better about everything. <laughs> oh, that's so good to hear. That really is. Uh, well, uh, oh, I, truly. I, well, if it's I, I was um, I was supposed I was supposed to be elsewhere like about half an hour, forty minutes ago, and yeah, and and, and I was like, I'm I'm getting messages on my phone. I know I am, but I haven't read any of them because um, uh, I just lost in the conversation, dude. So I'm yeah, and it's just totally it's right back. At I you. mean that that's the that's the that's the beauty of a good conversation. It shouldn't end. Yeah, absolutely. And it and it's it's like well, you know, I'm I'm in lockdown over here, so for me, this has been like a night out. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, I'm getting, I'm already getting PTSD post, post transatlantic sad depression. Uh, I know that I know this is, this conversation has to end, which is unfortunate. Oh, Oh, dude. It's, it's, it's the way it is. It's the way it is, but you know what? It's been an absolute pleasure. It really has. And I I wish pleasure pleasure is all mine. Look, oh I wish you all the luck in the world. The the you know the album's going to take you far, and look, I hope so. Know, just we'll see. Good luck, man. Good luck. Yeah, thank you so much. No, it's all a, ple- a pleasure uh, meeting you and and uh, having a great conversation with you, Howard. I appreciate it. And and you, Knox, been great. You take care now. Yeah, absolutely. Bye bye. See you on the road. Cheers. Cheers. And um, listening back to it, it's um, at the end there. It really is. It's like listening to a breakup, isn't it? As we, uh, as, as we, as we part ways fleetingly. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, what can I say? That was just. Well, look, you heard it. I'm not going to go on about it. I'm not going to do what I always criticise other podcasts for, which is you do the interview and then they just sit there and talk about the interview. And it's like, well, yeah, I was listening. I don't need you to fucking break it down for me. I've got a brain and ears and you've got brains and you've got ears. So you don't need me to um, to be your fluffer and go on and on about uh, about it what i will say was it was just such great fun um and and it, and it just we just hit the ground running man you know i mean it's like you know within within minutes it's the shitting under the tree story i'm doing it aren't i i'm doing it i'm, do, I'm doing exactly what i just said i wasn't going to do what a tosser right okay and start again that was fucking fun it doesn't like i said it doesn't happen very often um and uh, hopefully we'll end up on a bill somewhere together um and, and we, we we sit down and talk each other's ears off and ignore everybody else <laughs> but yeah honestly um it was just so much fun and i really uh, really hope you uh, you enjoyed listening to that um as much as i enjoyed doing it um so this is the part of the podcast which is the wind down nay the end um coming up to what just under well it's one hour 54 minutes and 30 seconds just gone past there in case you were wondering where you were at and um please do share this please do uh, get involved because you people listening you are the street team you are the record label okay it's you guys spread the word about the podcast you can do a way better job well than i can because there's more of you okay please give me a share give me a like give me a recommendation whatever it is um that you could do to help that would be awesome i would really appreciate it 
even signing up at Patreon, which I said I wasn't going to mention. In fact, I think I even promised. But you know what a promise is worth from me? Fuck all. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, look, I, I thank you all for listening. I'm really just still still loving it you know still loving doing this in the seventh year and if anything it just gets better and more fun and got some great interviews coming up for you over the next few weeks got some just some really great stuff some absolutely out there left to field that you will not be expecting i mean it's yeah it's just a lot of fun to be had coming up so please do tell everybody you know about it and uh, hopefully we can grow the podcast together better together um, that would be that would be awesome if you can help out i would really 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 appreciate it um so anyway all that remains to say, uh, to say is wherever you are thank you for listening thank you for tuning in i haven't done that for a while have i um thanks for tuning in and thanks for letting me be in your Yes. Because it's always a pleasure. It's a privilege. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're in lockdown, whether you're locked out, whether you're COVID-19 positive, whether you're COVID-19 negative, whether you're taken the vaccine yet, even bless the anti-vaxxers. Hey, bless them. Blessed are the meek. <laughs> Blessed are the anti-vaxxers, for they are not vaccinated. Although if they travel around the world, they will take a malaria jab. But there you go, weird, huh? Um, actually, I've got. I've, I'm look. I'm going to share this with you. Fuck it. Why not? All right. No one's listening now, anyway. You know, everyone's listening to the interview. Fucked off. So this is just you and me now, right? Um, I um, uh, I discovered a part of Patreon the other day um, where people are asked exit interviews about. Um, uh, about you know why they left and and I, I i didn't even i've been on patreon for over three years and i didn't even know this section existed it's like buried so anyway i got it i was looking through and it's like all right okay cool yeah that, that's really cool and then i saw one and i was like oh that stands out you know there was nobody saying like you know it's shit or anything like that it was just like oh you know my circumstances changed or blah. it was genuinely really cool but then there was this one in there and it was one guy who'd left and it and it just and it just said um fuck you and your vaccine rant you conceited twat <laughs> it absolutely made me howl i was just like oh dear triggered i mean all all i've all i've said is that you know the two things that have elevated mankind to the top of the food chain are clean water the inability and the ability to purify it and vaccines yeah and and i'm and i'm sorry but they are that, that's just facts that's that is that is fact and and i don't mean like fake news or alternative facts that is stone cold scientific fact uh but you know someone got triggered and um you know oh angry at facts oh damn you logic damn you science um and uh yeah got all triggered and stormed out and took their five dollars a month with them but um I, look and I, I, what what made me laugh was of all of the questionable things that i that i say on this podcast <laughs> no it was that it was that that was the you know that was the um, the straw that broke the camel's back none of none of the m multitude of 
you know, potentially offensive things like spout off on on many po- many times, many episodes. But no, no, it was it was it was vaccines. Yeah, the thing that mankind has created so it doesn't die in massive numbers. Brilliant, eh? Um, but hey, there you go. What can you do? You can't please all the people all the time. You can only please some of the people some of the time. And that's what I'm trying to do. So hopefully, if you, you know, if you're still listening, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know one person who won't be listening. That's for sure. <laughs> well, may have been listening up to that point, but then you know, he'll have, he'll have he'll have had another meltdown and got triggered and have to go and lie down for a bit. But um, thank you all for listening, um, and I really do appreciate every single one of you, um, and. Whenever, whenever you know people share stuff or wherever I get like you know comments saying I'll oh, enjoy this way, it, honestly, it makes my day. And the fact that anyone downloads this and listens to it is uh, uh, just so satisfying. It really is. So um, look, thank you very much to all of you for listening. Um, share wherever you can, but most importantly, look after yourselves, look after each other, and I will speak to you again in a couple of weeks. See ya. <laughs>